Oh, shit. Started early. Took everybody by surprise. Two of you are here, but let me, uh, it, it worked better than I thought it was going to work, <laughs> which means it actually worked. So you're going to have to get behind the scenes with Eugene S. Robinson. Because I never expected it to work like that. Everybody else is going to show up at 535. So we're like the early people at the party. You know, I got a hard time for the penis over my head the other day. Can you believe it? So since some of you clearly can't concentrate on what I'm saying because of the penis thing. Oh, yes. They do make me look smarter, don't they? Uh, let's, let's just move it. So <laughs> uh, wait a second. And there we go. We can cover it. Uh, oh. <laughs> wait a minute. There we go. Man. This is, these are the problems of big penises. I got to, like, work really hard. <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay. So, you know, you guys are here before everybody else is here because I told everybody else 5.30, which is four minutes from now. So now that we have some luxury, I'll go over in the end. Let's get the music going because that's what I intended to do before. You know, Git describes this fucking YouTube client where some days it takes me six minutes to get the thing to go live straight. And then and then sometimes like today, well, this is the first time it was like today, it was right away. So hold on a second. Uh, for those of you, I, I'm pretty sure most of you can live without the intro. So that's what we'll do. Nostril up. Hey, baby. Hey, baby, look at that. You can see it to my brain. Into my brain. All right. So uh, stigmata. Uh, we will start stigmata. Ready? Ooh, this is the scary music. Scary. I think it's bronze. Oh, wow. I even have the, the, the audio meter. Here we go. So everybody else is missing it. So people coming at 5.35. Maybe they'll go 5.15. They're missing all this. Oh, oh now. For that, I'm about to witness the awesome crushing might of the U.S. Robinson Show Stopper. Got you, you fuck. Hey, welcome to D76. Oh, you're here to stop us. UFC Anaheim, mostly, mostly, mostly. I am your host, Eugenius Robinson. Later on, the Eugenius Robinson Showstopper YouTube channel, which you just should subscribe to, hit that little bell at the top, top right, let me know. We got the JJG, a special one, Jay Stop, because he has a uh, uh, performance on uh, that night. But anyway, before we get things kicked off, it's Mata, intro, all of nothing from the record, calling of the dust, still available online at Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, with a hit that power with a hammer. Right now, we got Bob Wiley sing the words. Oh, the pipe and the nostril. Yeah, that's for you. 
Bob Harley is sick of work. I kick it all off. It's been well. No, I fixed it. Hold on. Hold on. There we go. You can see my wonderful hair. Yeah. 535. Anybody, anybody else will be here in a minute. I'm on my way back to nowhere. Could my seat so clear? I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. Or being paid back in full, always nothing. All right, my friends. You know, you know, like I told you. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ! It's JJB starring, starring, starring Marty G, featuring Marty G, not starring, my friend. Um, you got this next one is a really special one. You got to watch it. It's based on the Nick Diaz UFC Anaheim thing. So, anyways, um, uh, I'm choking. First, let's get some business out of the way. Um, let's get some serious business out of the way. Number one, Patreon.com/slash The Stomper. Now, want to use? Want to use? Uh, I don't know that he wants me to mention his name. Let's just call him the B Man. The B-Man was donating at the $10 level on Patreon.com, which entitles him to a phone call. It's like jail. You get one phone call. So, well, you get more than one. I get once a month for $10 a month. I call you once a month. We chat. We chew it up. We bullshit. But what happens is when you get that $10 a month thing, because I say I'm going to call you and I don't block my number, you also have access to my phone number. This is at Patreon.com slash The Stomper. So a guy pays $10 a month. We bullshit once a month. So then the chatting on the phone ends up being, uh, 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 you know, uh, texting back and forth. So you get, it's a more direct connection because, like, what are you going to, what are you going to, you fucking crank, king crank? What, what are you going to say to me? I, you, what, what could you possibly say? So dude says, hey, man, I'm going to be in Reno. I'm coming on through. Where are you going to watch the fights? Can I, you know, I don't want to be a creepy stalker. Can I? Creepy stalker? How are you going to out-creep the creep king creepy stalker? You know, I guarantee you by the time I see your face up close and personal, I found out everything about you that I could find. Can I come on through? Unless I'm going to Sorrell's house, which I don't feel comfortable extending an invitation to somebody's house. Beware of stalker. My nuts. I don't bet that you beware of my nuts. I can't invite you to over somebody else's house, but I was going to go to the wine bar. What I discovered is that the wine bar wasn't showing the fight. I think that says a lot. They don't understand that the, the feast famine methodology is a new UFC methodology. You know, what I also used to employ when casual dating called two slaps and a kiss, which means fundamentally, which not just dating in real life. Be an asshole twice and then really nice a third time. It keeps people unsettled. They don't know. But apparently, apparently that's not working for the wine bar. They get two dogs in a row and they're looking at the room. They yeah, blocked out this time. We got to pay a fee to Joe Hand or whoever uh, franchise it licenses and stuff. And I got three people with the guy, the guy with the bum leg up front on the couch. Can't do it. Last night they showed boxing instead. They didn't. So some people say, Eugene, where are you going to go? And I'm getting tired of hermit crab and going to other people's houses. I go, I found a place in downtown Palo Alto. Dude says, well, I'm going to swing on through. Do you mind if I come hang out? 
That was just a bunch of people from the fight team. They're going to hang. We're going to watch. It'll be simple. He goes, yeah, I think I'll come up through. I go, he goes, you know, but you don't have to worry. But man, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Yeah, <laughs> Don Lemon at the wide bar. <laughs> Jail cells do. If ever I give you a package and say, hold this for a second, don't hold it. So uh, so there's a, I'm going to come on through. And I said, yeah, there's only one thing I got to tell you before you come through. <laughs> As you might imagine, that's I go, the way I watch fights is very different. I got that kind of autistic thing. I, I'm, not, I'm not one of those people who chats over. It doesn't matter. It didn't make a difference. This place was so fucking loud. I could only hear about half of the commentary anyway, which according to Steph, because we already recorded Care Don't Care preview, they, they, she was kind of dissatisfied. There was a little bit of Hogan uh, hate. I'm not going to have any Hogan hate this week on the show because for the first time ever, Joe Hogan talked about something that I had something to do with. Specifically, if you go to ozzy.com, ozy.com, and type in in the search bar on your phone, I don't think it's as easy. You've got to go to Google and type in the search bar. But type in Judo Jean LaBelle and Quentin Tarantino, and my buddy's story comes up. And this is a story I sourced, had him write. He interviewed LaBelle because LaBelle was supposed to be that Brad Pitt character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Joe Hogan talked about it in a show, gave a good, a, a good bit of love to the article. Didn't say it was from Ozzy.com, but all the astute uh, watchers uh, knew, as, as well as Hey Archer, who had a funny moment this week when they were talking about Mormon porn. He was trying to convince people that Mormon porn was a thing. They go to Google, type in Mormon porn, and guess what comes up, baby? Yeah, that's right. Ozzy, confidential. My interview with Amy Bond. That's a real name. Uh, Amy Bond's screen name was Wendy James. Not the singer Wendy James. Wendy James, that's you. That's right, that's you. Wendy James, a porn star. And Wendy James' sister just had a kid. She had a girl. And Amy Bond, this her Amy Bond, the family name is Bond. You know what she named her daughter? She named her daughter James. Is that the fucking coolest thing ever? Her daughter is named James Bond. Fuck. God, I wish I had done that. Well, of course, my last name is not Bond, so it, it really it really doesn't work. So uh, so anyway, um, so dude comes down for the fight. He, he rolls in. He goes, well, I'm going to be there a little early. Do you mind if I uh, roll by Sorrells? I go, come by Sorrells. I don't care. My life's an open book. Come by Sorrells. He goes, it's going to be all right, right? I go, well, I'll choke you out if you get out of line. But otherwise, says, you're fine. Come on by. So he comes by right at the end of training. He says something very funny. He goes, you know, when I saw you at the end of training, I, 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 that's true. <laughs> Crusoe Robinson doesn't have the same bite, though. But anyway, he's going to come by training. He goes, you looked your age after training. I go, bro. I, I, you, you know. But then I went running, cleaned up, met at the bar. And he goes, nah, nah, now you look like you're about 35. I go, yeah, okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. So we watched the fight together. So my point in his whole preamble is that, from patreon.com slash the stomper to real life engagement, that could have been you. Now, you got to question yourself whether hanging out with me live and in public, if you will, will be worth it. It's like the time I was in Vegas. I don't know if the dude wants me to mention his name. Let's just call him the R-Man. I'm sitting there with a bunch of people drinking. He's like, oh, shit, it's you. I go, who do you think I am? No, 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 Mr. Knuckle Up. Can I buy you a drink? I go, well, it's my friend's birthday. You buy him a drink, too? He goes, uh-uh. 
<laughs> which is really pretty perfect. My friend thought I had paid dude. Anyway, the point is, this is August, the month of my birth. I took that shit off of Facebook because I, I don't like the, 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 uh, the impersonal nature of it. But August 28th is my birthday. So dude gave me a birthday present, which I'm not going to open. He gave me an, I don't know what the fuck is in it. It could be, you know, it could be photos of baby Hitler. I don't know what the fuck it is, but he gave me an envelope. I'll open it on, uh, on my birthday, August 28th. And, uh, uh, essentially this is a long commercial for patreon.com slash the stomper. Let's not end August with the lowest month ever because I delivered all four shows in August, unlike July where I was fucking off. But anyway, patreon.com, even if it's a dollar, it helps. But let's get on to something other than money. And specifically, UFC Anaheim. You know what? You know what? Let me get in there. I will send you a T-shirt. If one of your, if one of you, if your knowledge of the show is deep enough that you know when I do that, let, let me get in there. Well, you know what story that is, so I don't have to repeat the story. You can put it in the chat, and then and I'll see it. Let me get in there. Um, it's a story I should tell again because you know what? Yeah, God damn it! All right, <laughs> I've become that old guy. Yes, it was the orgy story. Uh, at some point, uh, through uh, at Eugene S. Robinson, <laughs> Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter, send me your uh, your actual address, and I'll send you a T-shirt. It takes me like a, like months to do this, but you'll get it. And I think I owe a couple of you some other things. I think I owe a piece of vinyl and one other shirt. And uh, let me know, and I'll send it out there. So uh, anyway, UFC Anaheim. <laughs> I just want to laugh. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you for letting me off the hook with the fucking T-shirt. Uh, um, anyway, so let's go down. <laughs> I, uh, ah, man. I, uh, I, okay, I don't, it's like the guy who's laughing before he tells a joke. He's telling a joke and then you hear the joke and you go, that's actually not that funny of a fucking joke, bro. We made the build up. But you all, uh, um, <laughs> no, you don't get shit for telling me about. Oh, ooh, you we get shit for telling you about our orgies. And you can DM me about your personal orgies. Like I told you, that guy who came up to me when I was doing the show at the Knitting Factory in New York, apropos of nothing, it was like I was like Father Confessor. He had to tell somebody, and it was the most horrifying orgy story ever. He and his girlfriend went to an orgy, at which none of the other women showed up. That wasn't an orgy, my friend. <laughs> and somehow that girl did a lot of fast talking to go, look, we expected to have sex with other people. That we, why would we just have sex with other people now that we're here? Well, there's a difference. We would have been having sex with other people instead of me watching you write that male heterosexual like you mentioned before. Yeah, yeah, okay. So um, actually, that, that is something that I've been thinking about. Um, so let's let's get up the fight card. And uh, and we'll get to what all the laughter is about. Well, if you were following me on Twitter, um, <laughs> what you know is that I was desperately at the conclusion of the Stipe uh, DC fight. I was desperately stumbling over myself to get to uh, the Twitter machine before Johnny Boney Joni did. And I actually beat him to the machine. But what I did not beat 
What I did not and could not beat was the stunning, the stunning unkindness, the the, the massively unkind uh, tweet he did. And 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 I tell you something else. I love the fact that he did it. Now, historically speaking, what you know is that um, historically speaking, friends of knuckle up, also known as uh, Foku's fuck yous, as well as friends of Showstopper, Fosses, are people that I go easy on. I give them a little, um, yeah, I give them a little, I give them a little, a little space that I don't give to anybody. If you're going to, in other words, I picked this up from when I was the editor-in-chief of Code Magazine, and I remember one of my style editors saying, which was more true than not, nobody's coming to our magazine to look bad. Nobody's coming to the magazine to look bad. Nobody. So if somebody's going to actually, if somebody's going to, uh, 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 if somebody's going to take the effort to to appear on knuckle, formally knuckle up, presently the showstopper, you know, and take time out of the schedule, and maybe answer an email or two, I'm going to give them some love. Uh, of the people, friends of knuckle up, friends of showstopper that I extend, uh, it's been Kane Velasquez, Daniel Cormier. Um. Who else? Oh, God, my memory is absolutely shot. Daniel Cormier, Johnny Boney Joni, uh, uh, Nick Diaz, uh, uh, Jake Shields, Gil Melendez, uh, Luke Stewart. uh, um, Who else has spoken to me over the years? Rico Ciparelli, Frank Trigg, who was a referee, Vladimir Matashenko, Tank Abbott. Um, Daryl Golar, um, Daniel Gracie, uh, High-End Gracie, Henzo Gracie, Half Gracie, Caesar Gracie. The Gracies are well represented in the pantheon of friends of Knuckle Up or friends of Show Stomper or some variation thereof. Um, but this is, you know, I you look. I am nothing but loyal. A friend of mine, a friend of mine, if you go to Ozzy.com, Ozy.com, and type in Sam McBride, it's a video piece that was done by a departing video guy. But he 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 sort of thought he was fucking us, but in actual fact, he delivered a video product exactly the way I would have wanted a video product delivered. He just turned it on and then let it roll. And Sam McBride sings for a band called Fang and went through this thing where he was a fugitive from the law on account of having murdered his girlfriend. Now they were both members of the same punk rock scene. You can look up his name. I'm sure there's stuff there other than on Ozzy. Um, And uh, there are plenty of people who, when I did the Ozzy piece on him, were like, why did you give that piece of shit airtime? Which is a, what a, I had. I lost people when I published a magazine and put Manson in it, and they said the same thing. And I go, the issue is called the fear issue. I think he's a pretty good representative. I want to put him in the issue. Sorry, I lost a couple of editors over that. Sam McBride, I didn't lose any friends over it, but people did for sure give me a hard time. Like, the fuck are you doing? Put. I go, look, I didn't know Dixie, the woman he killed, his girlfriend. Um, but. If you're going to ask me, am I more interested or less interested? What was going on in his head before, during, and after the murder of his girlfriend? 
you'd be absolutely wrong in guessing that like I didn't, I wouldn't want to know something like this, right? And I absolutely do. And if a camera happens to be there recording it, what the fuck do I care? So, um, however, and the question is, did I soft soap it? No, I kept pushing because I wanted to get fundamentally the 30 minute, 40 minute interview. I wanted to get what I got. I didn't want to get the sorry chest beating, you know, things that he thought he should say. I wanted to get to what he really wanted to say, which I finally got like minute 33 when he said, listen, I'm not a wife abusing asshole. I'm paraphrasing here. I'm not a wife abusing asshole. I never beat up my, my, my girlfriend. I never beat up my girlfriend. I never hurt her before I killed her, which is like Daniel Cormier very much saying, you know, I was winning until I lost. He goes, but you got to understand we were drug dealers. And in that universe, if one of your business partners robs you, what I did was perfectly acceptable. Uh, uh, was a per- perfectly acceptable outcome. Period. Close quote. Something. I mean, to paraphrase, but now I don't know whether this was his justification to, so he can sleep at night. I don't know if that was something you know a carapace that he. Good word. Look it up. C a r a p a c e that he developed from years in Soledad prison. Yeah, you could. I got like two left. But uh, this is not the time and a place to talk about. It. DM me through, uh, through, through through Twitter because everybody's going to ask and I'm going to have to say no. So um, I, I, I don't know. But in, in other words, a lot of times when people tell you stuff, it's not like one guy told me that he hated steroids. He hated, absolutely hated them, hated them. And, and he threw his bag down next to me in the gym and I look in and it's packed full of ready jack needles, full of steroids. I've come to that conclusion a lot. Whether somebody's acting like they're crazy or really crazy, in the end, is sort of you know immaterial, right? It's sort of fucking immaterial. So in the end, whether this is what uh, Sam McBride told himself to justify what he had done, or whether he re- really believed it, is immaterial. What I wanted is that he said it, and that it was very different from every t- thing he's read before. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm blah, blah, blah. I don't care whether you're sorry or not. I didn't know the woman you murdered. You know, I'm imagining it's a tragedy. As a father of a daughter, I know it's a tragedy. I know I would murder you if you did that to one of my. If you murdered my daughter, you stand a good chance. Unless I, if I can't get you, I'm going to kill you. Like Fifty Cent said, you can play that this fucking tape in court. That's what's going to happen. But I wanted to get to that point. So, um, and, and did it make him look good? No. Did I know it? Did it make him look good? Yes. Was that me being disloyal? No. He could have stopped at any point in time, but I couldn't. I mean, in other words, I'm trying to explain what I'm about to do to Cormier. Right. So what I'm trying to do to Cormier is I was trying to couch that this guy took time out of his schedule to talk to me right when he first moved to AKA. And I think I see him at my kids wrestling. You know, that my kid went to the States. All my daughters went to the States. I see him there with his team, the Gilroy team. The guy is a nice guy. But what did I say going into it? I said that on a certain level, both of these guys, and I'm couching my words carefully here, are to a certain degree unlikable. I'm going to make a parallel that seems unkind but will make sense suddenly to Hillary Clinton. 
And if you remember that part in the debate, um, <laughs> oh, you, you added yourself, man. You added yourself so we can see you. They can see your real name. I don't want to get bust your name with uh, you don't want people to know your name. No, my hair looked better last night, man. This is like after training. So uh, at one point, Obama said to Hillary, you're likable enough. <laughs> right? There's just something about, about Cormier. I mean, he was getting booed well before with the Johnny Boney Johnny thing, and he couldn't figure it out, and it really bothered him. And, and, and the little snipey thing between he and, and Stipe, they both came out worse for wear. They didn't win any fans with that. Brian Land, dude who watched the fights with me last night, he said, I'm a fireman, and I fucking hate this guy. Keep in mind, in that universe, when fucking 9-11 happened, Steve Buscemi, who hadn't been a fireman for like 20 years, he was in his early life, was a fireman, ran over to the police station to do it, to the fire station and ground zero to do everything he could to help. That's how fucking tight that community is, right? That's how tight that community is, and, and dude doesn't like Stipe, because these guys seem like, Mm, men who are not shouldering their burdens without complaint. And in a weird way, Johnny Boney Joni is a more accurate reflection of us. You got some shit going, and somehow, and sometimes, if, unless you're a hardened criminal, you, they, your neurons have that break where you can do previewing. Like some guy says something to you like, hey, buddy, nice hat. And you run the videotape through of you jumping up off your stool and going, Slap, and then you the repercussions and the bar, you the bounces and bing, 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 they throw you out. And you're like, okay, yeah, thank you, bro. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You just make a decision or use Harley Flanagan's two hour rule. Where do you want to be in two hours? Where do you want to be in two hours? You want to be answering questions to, to cops? Or you want to be at home? I never really think that. Like when I beat up those guys in, in Maine, I went back to what I was doing after I beat them up and the club owner comes out and goes, hey man, you need to go. I go, for what? I'm not finished yet. I gotta load up. And then he goes, shush, go. You look at the guy on the ground. I go, that guy, that drunk, that drug addict? He's like, it's Maine. You should leave. I go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. I'll not leave. I never think to leave. So these guys in their own way are their worst enemies. You know, it's not like if, you know, it was, I tell you, it was a disgusting conversation I got into back in the day. And I remember telling a promoter, he goes, I'm going to book your band, Whipping Boy. I'm going to book you. So this is the order of the bill. There's this band, you guys, this is a, this guy, and the headliner. Five bands, you play second. The band that played third, I said, hey, man, those guys, we've been around for four years. Those guys only been around a year. The club owner looks at me like, are you fucking stupid? Are you stupid? And by the way, Steph counted the numbers of fucks I used on Care Don't Care. I didn't know this. She had to cut those out. 21. Apparently, Bloody Elbow doesn't like you cursing, which is a good thing we have this show now. I don't generally make with the cuss words, but, you know, whatever. I guess I did during the Care Don't Care. 21. And now that I can say I'm on my own show, because I want, I'll, I'll never say it. Never. So, um, you, me expecting just because I've been around three years, that means I deserve, you know, the club owner just looked at me like, you don't deserve anything. 
They are playing where they are playing because I've made a determination that more people like them than like you. You need to suck on that. Johnny Boney Joni seems to be a much more accurate reflection of us. You know, we could have turned left and just laughed off the joke about the hat, or we could turn right and slap the guy off the stool. And then sometimes you just gotta you just gotta slap the guy off the stool. Sometimes you just gotta do it. You know, sometimes you gotta do it. So um, when you get steep airs, like, I should get this. Yeah, I should. I should. You know what? Where you know that that rarely comes into my vocabulary, unless I was saying something filthy to somebody I'm trying to have sex with, right? Like, you know what you should do right now? Right now, you should take your pants off and just get let me get all up in the, Okay, you know, you're getting the general idea. Should. It's not like I really have any ardent belief in the nature of should. But they both are like should. Guys, like should. So fundamentally, even though I picked DC to win because of him being a, fu a fuck you, right, a friend of knuckle up, I didn't really care who won. And instead, I started doing my fantasy MMA league thing. And I was like, okay, fantasy MMA league thing. What is best for the sport, feather in the cap or black eye? And, and what is most amusing? And remember, we went through this last week on the show. I said, so if, if Stipe loses, he's probably going to pull a Gustafson reject the premise of being a, a executive level gatekeeper and go, screw you. I'm going to go back to being a fireman. I get a pension and I can retire in three years. If DC wins, he'll say, you know what? I've already proven everything I need to prove in this sport. Johnny Bonnet, Boney Joni can go suck it. And here are my gloves on the mat. Thank you. I'm taking my belt and going home. Okay. However, Pascal's wager style. If if um, if Stipe wins, he sticks around. But DC is sort of to quote Sorrell, "Fucking, I can't believe I can't believe Sorrell was fucking nice to Brian. I cannot fucking believe it. You know, it makes me look like the lunatic because I tell you the real story about Sorrell, and then somebody from the outside comes in and he says, "Oh, hi." Nice to meet you. And dude's looking at me like, I thought you said this guy was an asshole. Yeah, okay. Who are you going to believe? The bruises on my face are Sorrell. They didn't jump there by themselves. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't want to get into jujitsu talk right now. We got the JJB for that coming up later. So, so, um, but I didn't, I hadn't considered the full measure of Hamarsha, the full measure of hubris. I haven't considered the full measure of pride hurts, Pulp Fiction style. Until he started to deviate. I was sitting at a table with a bunch of people and I said, well, I think he's, it, the smart move is, since Stipe expects another punch fest, is to lead him down that path for the first, which he did. And then just wrestle mug him the whole rest of the time. And he had a little more success in the second round, but it started to slip away the third round. And I go, of course, I couldn't hear the, the corner commentary. Somebody said, 
apparently somebody said that they said in the corner, you're not listening to everything. You're not listening to anything I said. You're not listening to anything I said. You remember Cain Velasquez once said to me, hey, fuck you, Master Bates. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Up your fucking ass. Oh, damn, man. A buddy of mine flipped out on some guy because he wrote something to him in, in, in all caps. And he had to explain to the person he flipped out on, don't you remember all caps is screaming? <laughs> anyway, um, Cain Velasquez said it best. When I lit, when I do what my coaches tell me to do, and he's speaking about Bob Cook and Javier Mendez, he goes, I, when I do what my coaches tell me to do, I win. And when I don't, I don't. You didn't have to be, you know, the winningest uh, team around, a.k.a. You don't have to be the one of the winningest coaches around to know that's what he should have done. He proved everything he had to prove with his hands. Stipe expected him to be, expected to be a handsy fight. And, and it wasn't. He he should have he should have zigged in, instead of zagging. Wrestle mugged him the rest of the time, and nobody but nobody would have given him a hard time for that. But he offended the gods. He offended the gods. It's like the guy who robs a bank and says, "You know, I got away with shit, man. I'm so much smarter than them." You're not smarter than anybody. That's right. That their quote was that was the exact opposite of what we said to do. That was a quote. And he did it anyway. Offended the gods. Not only the guys in the corner, the coaches who flew all the way out or drove all the way down, flew or drove. I don't know what they did. But, you know. And when he started to get hit with the liver shot, I was telling somebody about one of my MMA fights. I was fighting a guy who had a surgically re had a metal plate in his leg. I shot in on the guy. He sprawled. And I'm still reaching for his fucking leg like a dummy. All right. And I'm reaching for his leg, and the guy's got a clear shot to my head. There was no, there were no rules. Down the point at my ass, he drew that in, smashed me with that knee. I was like, man, that hurt. I go, but he probably won't do it twice in a row. And he did it again. You know what I did at that point? I'll tell you what I did at that point. <laughs> yeah, what I did at that point is switch my position. And, and I, that was one of the ones I won. I'm glad to talk about the fights I've lost, like Chris Sanford beat me, and the guy from the Napa State Mental Hospital beat me in an MMA match. His day job, security at a mental institution. He was a strange cat, but he beat the fuck out of me, So, <laughs> which I think says it all. Um, so, um, so you switch. He hits you with a liver shot. I don't know if you've ever been hit with a liver shot. People keep saying, oh, the belly, the ribs. It was neither the belly nor the ribs. Your liver, your liver. Somebody hits you in your liver, you feel that from your throat to your anus. It's not fucking funny. It is absolutely, I'm not, this is not hyperbole. I don't know how to describe the, the sensation to you. Like, um, if you can imagine, okay, if you have you ever dove or tried to do a flip off of a board? This is kind of obscure and kind of bougie, but try to do a flip off of a diving board into your swimming pool. Um, uh, um, um, <laughs> uh, and you land straight on your back on the water. Something that I imagine is very much like falling off of a building where your every single one of your sensory apparatus is like responding from head to your fucking toes. That's what getting hit in your liver is like. And when he grimaced, 
Oh, it was fucking on, on, on. And you, but you don't, how do you cover up? How do you, that's not the point. You know what? You don't need to cover up if you go on the offensive. It's not like I'm Monday morning quarterbacking with dude. I'm no coach. I'm also not a guy who lost his fucking belt. Uh Um, and my favorite moment of the fight outside of when he got, um, (laughs) my favorite moment of the fight outside of when he got knocked out is when whoever came into the corner. Yes, that's right. It just boom. You just, your fucking whole body goes, that's it. Is when the guy comes over, tries to take his mouthpiece out and he goes, get the fuck out. Because at that point he realized that the gods were noticing, like that guy I told you about who decided he was going to kill himself, and he poured gasoline over his head, covered the inside of his minivan with gasoline, and just drove as fast as he could down the street and had gasoline buckets and cans in it and smashed it to a bridge abutment. He was telling God in no uncertain terms he was done. Speaking of which, a friend of mine, James Parker, wrote a piece for the, uh, the Atlantic about the book of Job. You should read it. It will tie to next week's show. It's a great piece. It doesn't. It sounds boring, but it it, it 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 it's actually not. The guy crashes into the bridge abutment, bursts into flames. As luck would have it, he was right in front of some fucking paramedics who stopped, pulled him out, doused him down. Now he's got third degree burns over ninety percent of his body. He's not dead, but he's not really alive. And when you're burned that badly, they can't use painkillers. So it was like God's joke. Uh, you thought. You thought your life sucked before. How about this? How about six months and the most excruciating pain ever? You can't even kill yourself. How does that? Eventually, after six months, a dude died. That's what the gods do. Because DC is in that place right now. Johnny Boney Johnny beat me to it. Said, good thing, good thing you got all that upfront money. Good thing you got all that upfront money, so uh, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose. And not satisfied with that, he's continued through the day. Harsh? Deserved. You decide. And he cut his glove off, and he was about to do what I consider to be the right thing. You know what I do at that point? I go, ha, ah, you know what, man? I'm close to 40. I, or I'm 40. You know, I got a good job as a commentator. Wife who loves me, beautiful kids, got a nice house at Gilroy, doing a wrestling thing. You pull a Randy Couture, Johnny Utah, pull that, pull that ripcord. I'm out. I got nothing to prove, officer. Come on over. Jeff Galuli style. You're out. And the second I saw that one glove off and the other, uh, actually, I saw one glove off and both gloves off. And I saw, I think Bob Cook or Javier holding them, and they weren't on the mat. I was like, they gotcha. (laughs) Who? Lucy Van Pelt gotcha. Because if you go left and go, well, I'm going to talk to my family about it. Oh, no, that time will kill. That time will kill. In full consideration of everything going through your head, everybody's saying, is DC going to be able to leave with a loss? You know what? Man, I lost two fights. The number of cats we beat, it's a its a rose gallery of fucking tough-ass guys. The average person would be fine with this. But he's not the average person. Exactly right. Exactly right. 
it is. It is very much. It is very much like the Sally Fields thing. You like me. You really like me. You know what? I'm like one of those cats who. I mean, it's good. That's why I say punk rock is is much more in my blood than any other single personal characteristic. Like more than the Brooklyn, more than the, the, the Negro, more than. It's just like you know, if you like me, that's cool. But not everybody's gonna like me. Or like an ex of mine once said, those <laughs> actually no, totally different from that. But it makes me think of it when she said. Those who who know uh, those who don't know me, they like me. Those who know me, they don't like me. <laughs> In literary terms, we call it foreshadowing. Uh, I think she was foreshadowing something. Actually, the, the relationship ended uh, quite uh, quite uh, amiably. I, I, I we went someplace and we were dating. And in the course of an hour, we were no longer dating. It was one of those, it was like a blitzkrieg fucking strike. And I remember saying as she packed up her stuff to go, I go, you realize this is ridiculous. And she was like, yep, gone. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, um, so 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 he is now in a in a shit position. He's in a position where he's got to do stuff that he will never, ever do. Where he should just walk away. He can't. So now he's got he's got a Johnny Boney Joni on the left of him. He's got a Stipe on the right of him. More significantly now, Stipe, there is no element of surprise. If he had gone to this fight and wrestled Mug Stipe... It would have been like, God damn it, I thought maybe he might be stupid enough to stand with me again for the whole fight, but he didn't. And I just can't, I, I got nothing for this guy on the ground. God damn, I'm going to lose this fight. And he could have done it as late as that fourth round. Because if you don't think that wrestle mugging would have worked for round four and five, you're wrong. That's it. I'm assuming you, you, you said, okay, well, let's give Stipe round three, which would be crazy. But you got to understand, I, I'm having a college reunion coming up this October, and they send you the college yearbooks. You can look at all your classmates. And I'm looking through, and I'm getting more and more and more depressing, as I'm more and more depressed. I'm getting more and more depressed because I, I, I do this thing where I'm going, man, these people were so young at one point full of life and had so much promise. And then I have to remember, no, 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 no. They have become who they were, who they are. It's only this perception that I have that they should, why should I subject them to the tyranny of my expectation? They are who they are. That girl that you had dinner with once in, in 1980 is a, a boring housewife who plays an occasional game of tennis and dotes on her husband who clearly is not faithful to her, whatever. Their lives are not my responsibility. It can't be. So this idea that things could be different, that they are exactly as they are. This is what I love about the Bugs Bunny cartoons, right? Where, where, where Granny gets the dog and the cat and the bird out of the hospital because they've all broken their legs. And they say, well, I guess you guys have learned a lesson. Yep. Ah, it's a brand new day. And the dog looks at the cat. The cat looks at the bird. And they're right back to it because, yeah, that's right. <laughs> because that's the way it fucking works. That's the way it works. He's got Johnny Boney Joni on the left. He's got Stipe on the right. And he did exactly as he was honor bound to do. 
That's it. Yes, sir. I am what I am. Uh, Anton LaVey from the Church of Satan is the first one to tell me that, that he thought that people had genotypes that adhered to animal types. And that's where I kind of got started to get the idea, like, have you ever looked at a cow and wondered whether or not it was a cow? You never have. I mean, you know, you probably pre-verbal. By the time you could speak, I guarantee you, you knew what a cow was. So what, is, what does he do? What he should do is say, fuck it, I lost. Ah, fuck it, I lost. That, that's what I should do. I lost, fuck it, I lost. I could embrace that because I'm a lunatic. And I even in the process of losing, like in the, the, the MMA fights I had, even in the process of losing, I was like, I'm still better than this guy. My classic one being the one where that guy was beating the fuck, and there were no weight classes in this. I was about 245 then. This guy was about 265. He's up on top of me. He's like, I'm like, oh, man, this is fucked, bro. This is fucked. He's got his hips dug in. He's posted up. He's like just punching the fuck out of me. And then I decided I can't, can't take the shot to the head anymore. And I move, and he punches himself in the eye with, with his thumb. Blinded fucking taps. That's my favorite win of all. It reminds me of Dom DeLuise from the 12 Chairs. He was like, why do you think God has given me the strength to get up here but denied you the same? But DC, nah, nah. He was on the verge of crying, he, but he held it together because he didn't expect to be interviewed. He didn't expect to be interviewed, but uh, 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 Joe did it, and that's kind of one of the things that pissed people off. No, 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 no. He had to be interviewed. He had to have that moment. That moment wasn't for us. That moment was for him. But the sad part is, there's nothing left in the fucking pantry. And I said at a certain point, is he lazy or stupid? Is it lazy or stupid, right? I mean, the other words is, like, I mean, there are no other options. You open the door into your wheelhouse. How wide? Johnny Boney Joni still hasn't opened it. I don't get the sense that I've seen even more that I've seen more than 60%, even in that fight against Gustafson. Now he's fighting champ safe. And you'll notice that champs fight champ safe. And Valentina Svechenko gave a name to it. She goes, I'm not gonna take any chance and lose this belt just because you want an exciting fight. I'm doing just enough to win. That's championship style. Hitting for the fences. That's last week's show. We talked about the guy, Dave Owens, a professor at Vanderbilt who started the, the fake company and for, as, a, as a leadership study to find out how the group broke down. That's a young Turk, the lean, hungry look. That's the responsibility. A guy is two through five. Person who's number one. So what's he going to do? He says he's going to go home and talk to his wife about it. That was being pretty solicitous. He's not going to listen to his coaches, but suddenly he's going to listen to his wife. You know, a good spousal relationship in this one is about letting your partner do. I never want to be the guy in a relationship to tell people what you want. Tell tell them what I want them to do. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. That sometimes comes across as I don't care, but I, I don't want to sign on to it. I'll back your play. Whatever your play is, I'll back. But I don't want to be the one pushing some fucking agenda. And later you say, I never want that agenda. 
oh, I was in a relationship like that one. I felt betrayed. I felt betrayed. I thought you wanted this. I don't want this. The fuck? I didn't, it, I didn't, it was not my idea to write the fucking screenplay. It was your idea. Well, uh, it's unclear who's, okay, I, get, I got it. I got it. Drowning people will drown you with them. Double drownings as a lifeguard. It was something that they taught us about a lot. A lot. So he's going to go home. He's going to talk to the wife. If I'm the wife, I'm like, it's not my fucking decision. No fucking way. No fucking way. It's not my decision. You're the fighter. We got the house. I got the kids. It's your job. So um, he's going to go home. He's got, you know, clowns on the left and jokers on the right. Here I am stuck in the middle again. Nothing looks good from here on out. You know, however, if you're just in it for the money, everything looks good because all of these are big money fights. And essentially, if you could, if you could remove yourself from the equation, I'm talking specifically to D.C., if you could move your, remove yourself from the equation, what you have is essentially you are your role at this point now is to set up the inevitable Stipe, Johnny, Boney, Joni matchup. However, I don't know if you what you do is you rematch. You rematch with. Um, you rematch with Stipe making that trilogy. Big money. And then if you lose to Stipe, no harm, no foul. He's a heavyweight. You should lose weight anyway. That was a gut that you had. That wasn't an ab or abs. All right? So you, you fight Stipe. You don't have to worry about what you reveal, what you conceal. It's all been unlaid on the table. What you're doing is maybe a strategy. I mean, Stipe, fundamentally, you fight Stipe sooner than later because if I'm Stipe right now outside of hanging around the firehouse and lifting weights with guys who are drinking coffee and eating donuts, what I do is I start working on wrestling obsessively. Yeah, you were a wrestler before, but you got to get up to speed, neutralize it, and then you can batter him on the feet again. You win, you can retire. You lose you say, yeah, okay, I can't beat this guy because fundamentally this guy is like four inches taller than me. He's heavier. But you know whose ass I can kick? Johnny Boney Joni. And these are your last two paydays. Do not blow them. But he's not there for the cash. He's the lacuna that he, the lacuna he, that he's trying to fill, L-A-C-U-N-A, word power, be about it. The lacuna that he's tried to fill is never going to be filled with this fighting. And that's why, like, I fought a guy whose name I said I would never mention who I talk about in the fight book. And I say, and you've heard me say it before, what was special about this guy is how much he hated losing. Because losing told him stuff about himself that he couldn't abide. Me, losing doesn't tell me anything about myself because my ego is so out of control. I think, fuck, man. Even while that guy was beating the slop out of me, I was like, I'm better than him. Okay, okay, okay I'm not better enough so he can't. The, the five punches I just got to the face, I can't seem to stop those. It doesn't matter. I'm better than him. I am better than him. Somebody might, we'll call it delusional. Oh, 
Marty G shows up. Look at that. <laughs> Look at him. He's here. He should be with his family doing something productive. But instead, he's watching the guy he just spent two hours hearing the same shit from at jujitsu. That's great. <laughs> yeah, Marty will kill you. Any of you now, Marty will kill you, I guarantee. So he's fucked. He's fucked. No matter how you look at it, DC is fucked. And he created, he created like all of us, he created the circumstances of his fucked up in this by like Sylvester the cat just doing what he would automatically do and couldn't stop himself. Um, you know, right. Exactly. Right. 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 So um, whatever match, the only thing that would satisfy me deeply and would feel honest and heartfelt would be if the guy says, you know what? I'm out. Fuck it. Because it means it means that I would it means that I would have made a peace with my place in space. Because nothing's gonna change those two losses. Nothing. That's as a hand has written shall not be taken away. Now, I, I gotta finish up now. I gotta finish up. Let's go down the rest of this card. But I, I'd like to I'd like to tie off the DC thing with. Jesus Christ, this room is hotter than hell. Uh, I like to type the DC thing with the only thing that satisfies is he goes away because I'm, I got, honest to God, when you have some, a friend of mine, let me tell you, he's a guitar player. A friend of mine said he saved up and bought this Gibson. He really wanted this Gibson. He worked all summer for this Gibson, every bit of money. His friends wanted to go out, can't go out, can't go out, wanted the Gibson, can't go out, saved up the money, saved up. Every single penny, and he went and he bought the Gibson, and he plugged it in, got it home, and played on it for a week. And at the at the end of the week, he had a come to God moment, and he realized this Gibson kind of sucks. It could never have been as great as he expected it to be. So what he's expecting, it's never going to be that great. Except like somebody just said in the comments, yeah, he did seem oddly happy about. Look, winning is great. Those of us who have done it on occasion can can fully attest to the fact that. Yeah, it's pretty great to win. But not winning is not catastrophic, and it is for some people. It, I, honest to God, do you think, though he's being a baby about it, do you think Stipe spent the, the intervening months since he lost the belt the first time, Do you? how do you think he spent that time between then and now? I guarantee you it is fundamentally different from how DC will spend the time from now until the next he fights, if he even fights again. So it's weird to say, but what I'm saying is that DC, to incur the lesser amount of damage, and I'm not talking about physical damage, I'm talking about actual damage, uh, emotional, in totality damage, psychic. The least amount is just to leave, man, just fucking leave. You ever get in a bar fight situation or a street fight situation, where you want one guy, just go, just go home, man. Just go home. Just go home. At this point now, what you're about is losing less, not gaining more. The gaining more thing is not going to happen. But you could lose a little bit less. Just go home now. Steve is immaterial. And somebody said, I can't, the comments already gone. Somebody said something about uh, John Jones not fighting Steve well, if what my spies say is true, they say that he's got he's got he's got a kind of Kung Lee esque, 
do the uh, Johnny Boni Johnny. Um, what he said is that fundamentally um, that John doesn't fight anybody he really can't beat. Well, you know, you know what John's got to do. John's also got to eat. Johnny Boni Johnny's got to eat. And at this point, I think the guy, Segway, the guy that we're about to talk to about now, uh, 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 Nate Diaz, Nate, Nate Diaz hasn't, uh, Nate Diaz, fuck, uh, he, he, he said, I gave you guys a template. Why didn't you pay attention? You ignored it. You ignored it. So, well, who do you want to fight next? What he said is, I'm going for the badass motherfucker belt. A badass motherfucker belt. That's what I'm going for. In other words, what he's been saying, what he and his brother have been saying for years is clearly this is sports entertainment. You guys don't give a shit. These magical make-believe rankings, that's not what moves needles around here. Compelling matchups are what moves needles around here. And so you could sell that shit to the to, you could sell that shit to the dummies, but don't try to sell that shit to us. So Nate says, Well, who do you want to fight next? And and you know what? I was shocked. I was shocked at how, you know, sometimes people can reveal things to you that you don't even, and all you, you, you hadn't thought about it, or maybe you had kind of casually, but they, they, they issued, it's like the word of God it issued. And all of a sudden the world becomes real. And he was like, you know, a lot of gangsters in this thing. I'm going after that badass motherfucker belt. I'd like to try myself against George Masvidal. And that's the way that shit works because you know he was thinking it. And what everybody expects, there's not going to be a lot of that. There's not going to be a lot of pre-fight trash talk. These guys actually respect each other. He's like, I wonder how I do against that guy. I wonder how I would do against that guy. Oh, you know what? Master Bates, I actually, I actually interviewed him, and I asked him that, and he goes, "You can call me George, or you can call me Orhe." So, uh, so much for your comment that I will hide and not share with everybody else. Right, exactly. <laughs> he wants to, like he's he's all gone on record as saying he wants to fight people who fight. So there won't be a lot of pre-fight trash talk that you might expect because that's only reserved for guys who are like. We're trying to be fake. Like when I did that whole thing where I fight pros and I go to Jake, go, hey, I want to fight one of the Diaz. You think that he goes, don't do this, man. Much like uh, Todd Hester who used to be editor in chief of Grappling Magazine. When I said, hey, I want to, I want to fight the uh, one of Joe Chanchin, a, a, a judo uh, uh, a ghetto man, uh, Joe Charles. He's like, don't do it, bro. I go, no, no, no. Goes, they're not gonna get the concept. I go, what? They're just not. Gonna, they're gonna fucking hurt you. I was like, I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't really I didn't want to give a shit, you know. I, huh. They saved me from myself. So that's a great fight. And and, and you know what? You know, uh, uh, Pettis was defeated before he started. It, it, yeah, but it, it's, no, 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 no. I thought about that, too. I thought about... I thought, and I and I did. I disagree. Um, I disagree that um, um, I I disagreed. I, when I saw the picture that Masvidal 
put up with him and his, uh, I think it was a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, somebody said. Ah, there's MGTOW. Nice to see you. When I saw that picture, I was like, you know what? This, and then Nate put it into words. This is the biggest money fight. This will be a huge fight. This will be a needle moving fight. This will be, this will be a fantastic fight. It's got much more juice. Realistically, the pre-fight lead-up with a McNuggets would be good. But McNuggets is too busy clearly ruining his career and spending all of his money paying fucking tort claims. Not tort. Uh, civil uh, civil, uh, civil claims for punching people that don't need to be punched. So, so Pettis came in, and I think his head was just like... I mean, the only thing that he had on Nate would be kicks. And I think Nate launched a couple of kicks that put some doubt in his mind and then he got he got mugged up that was it did he you know somebody was there oh that wasn't no that looked like pettis that looked like the pettis that i got used to the pettis who was like on the slide the pettis off the box and he's gonna stumble again it's gonna take him at least one or two fights maybe to get back to the one that knocked out wonder boy thompson but it's funny how that works you know what he did he knocked Wonder Boy Thompson in the Rich Franklin land. So, um, so, but it's nice to see Nate back. It's really weird to me. I was saying on the on the Care Don't Care how how non-existent Nick is, and then um, and then what's her face? Uh, Steph said she cleared me up. She goes, you know, they banned they banned Nick from cornering Nate. I said they. Well, who knows? It's like Charlie Murphy. Uh, corner, uh, uh, working where security for Eddie Murphy was fucking people up in the audiences who weren't laughing. Like, I, you know, yeah, you know, he's a little kind of disruptive. A little disruptive. Yeah, Rich Franklin land, man. That's hard. Rich Franklin recently made the press because some porn star who's designing clothes keeps, keeps tagging him like he's got something to do with it, though, you know? So, anyway. Um, so Nate uh, uh, taking Thompson out. For those of us who are jujitsu players who pay attention to this stuff, yeah, that's what they said. I saw him do that, do that uh, kind of trip, and that would explain the latter, the latter fear. But you know, that stuff happens. I, I did uh, a fight down in Long Beach, the Worlds, and my arm went out. And the guy, I looked up from the mat, and the guy who I was going against, who I actually, I got video had taken down, if you can believe that, and passed his guard, if you can believe that. Yeah, Frank Trigg, I, I was, I had mixed feelings about seeing Frank Trigg, Jake, because, you know, it's better than being unemployed, but it was also kind of weird, you know, I don't see Matt Sarah, a guy Frank Trigg fought doing that, but whatever, man, no, the Chinese have a saying, don't laugh at the, don't laugh at the prostitute, laugh at the poor person. So, uh, um, so yeah, so Nate, Nate, Nate pulled it out, made me really happy, and uh, I was gonna say something else, but it's uh, out of my mind. Um, so Pat, I did. Oh yeah, that's what I was saying. That that was a thought. Thanks. Um, no, you weren't there, but I got the video. I'll, I'll show you the video. That's the one that. Or you could ask Sorrell since he mocks me mercilessly about it. So I took the guy down, passed his guard, and then my arm went out. I, my arm went out, and I look up, and the guy is celebrating. I was like, the "Fuck you, celebrating." They God loved you more today. Is that what it is? And then the guy said, "Hey man, I'd like you to I'd like you to meet my wife, you know." And I was like, "Oh, ooh. he takes me over to the sidelines to meet his wife." And then they he, the wife pulls out the the fight book and she goes, "Oh, could you sign it?" I was like, oh. 
<laughs> of course, I get side. <laughs> and I kind of completely forgot my anger. But anyway, it's nice to see Nate back. It's kind of a non, I guess, I guess Nick has been. And Jake uh, was tweeting out or putting out on Instagram that he couldn't make it because he hurt his back at that other fight. Paulo Costa, and uh, as as part of the old guy contingent, fuck Costa. He fucking lost that fight. He fucking robbed an old man. But what was suspicious for me is how happy that old man seemed. You know what? I'm thinking this. Those of you who are just listening or not watching, I've taken two fingers on my right hand and I've tapped my nostril. The universal sign for paid off. Up through the nose, chicanery. Seemed a little too happy. And he did get the $50,000 fucking performance bonus. And he's got, one of those, he's got one of those old school records. You know, Hall of Fame guy, Randy Couture, he's got a lot of losses on his records. Guy's just in there for the fight. You know, I guess the way dude figures it, soldier God figures it, I'm not going to get this belt anyway. So I'm an executive level gatekeeper. That's what gatekeepers do. Yeah, and maybe robbery is kind of strong. Maybe robbery is kind of strong. But it was a split decision. And having it be a unanimous decision is just a way to get the kind of response that they got. Do you think you would have got those same number of boos had it been a split decision? It's a small difference, but it's a significant difference. Small, but significant. Like a guy I know, a guy I know was talking to like another guy about uh, the sexual act of double penetration. I guess this is why I'm not on bloody elbow anymore. And somebody said, well, isn't that kind of disturbing? Uh, and, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, don't you feel the other dude's penis when you're and the guy goes no you know because there's a little bit of skin between it but it's all the difference in the world all the difference yeah i'm lost now nah. i say lost no 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 split decision it, they give it a split decision i shrug they give it a unanimous decision somebody said you don't understand the fundamentals of fucking. Uh, you don't understand the fundamentals of judging. If that's your take, don't don't tell me what I don't understand. Oh, to stop it, Galinsky Steen. You've heard the story a million times. Oh, you were the guy. <laughs> I guess I. It's not, we're not in England. I could malign people. Oh, no, you're not. I mean, the guy said you're not. You don't feel the other guy's. Well, the guy told me that. Anyway, look, hey, we're getting off track. That's not the point. The point is that Costa had to have the way smooth for him, and now he's calling out Bobby Knuckles Whitaker, who's who I think will actually murder Israel. I just no, not every time you don't. Um, I, I don't think, but Costa is big. How he gets past Usada, I don't know. I don't know. So people are like, oh, you know, he's not taking steps. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Please. 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 I would be, I bet my life. That's how strongly I feel about it. But whatever. Whatever. I mean, at this point, like I said, no, if you're not expecting Romero to be holding a belt, what's he there for? It's one word and one word only. Two words, two words only. Executive level gatekeeper. That's what he does. Yep. 
Yeah, that's what I think. Okay. I don't think Adesanya is, is overrated, but he's a stylist, you know? And, you know, power and, and aggression can undo stylists. And then, so let's go, oh, let's go down the card a bit. <clears throat> Dying here. Uh, Sadiq Youssef against Gabriel Benitez. Yeah, who cares? Um, and I'll go down. Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson is the perfect fucking gig. Perfect. And in that way, by being the perfect gift, guy I can't trust, in that way, he manages to he manages to not be a geeked up. Because I just I, it's like I got to, I got to, I got like I got to, it's I, I, if I get if I can get the phasing right, I can figure Brunson out, says Lucy, this is Charlie Brown in the phase of Lucy Van Pelt politics. I can get it right. Brunson, I actually picked him to win, and he won. I, I didn't beg off this. Heinrich shot his wide the first round, and that's what happens to guys who are not in the top ten. Or maybe say not in the top five. Ugh. All right. So uh, going down the list, we've got uh, Kama Worthy and Devontae Smith. Kama Worthy, who was minus 1,000. Minus 1,000. Killing me. Making me. In other words, if I bet $100 on him, actually it was, uh, it was minus 650 by the time of the actual fight. If I bet $100 on him, I would get $750. You didn't see that coming. They were friends. Dude, last minute call up, replacing my dude, Chris Collier Greens. Sand Hagen, I called against us a cow. I, I, I like this kid. I like this kid. He reminds me of a cross between, uh, who's that cat? The great kind of pasty jiu-jitsu guy who nobody ever expected to win, whose name I never remember. Uh, I'm never going to remember it here. I've gone over about five minutes. So uh, uh, Dracar Close, who I call Dracar Nawab. Not Ryan Hall, no, no, no. Jer uh, Jeremy, Jeremy, uh, blondish guy, Jeremy J name. J, J name. God damn it. I'll figure it out. I'll post it on the under the comments when I finally remember. Jer Jeremy, not Jeremy Piven. That's a, the actor. Um, and let's see. Casey Kenny, Manny Bermudez, don't care. And uh, Hannah Cyphers, Jody Escobel, don't care. And Kong Kang and the, the Brad Davis, I don't care. Um, well, I'm sitting in the room next to the router, so that helps. Uh, Sabina, Sabina Mazzo and Shayna Dobson don't care, and that's the fight. So there's no UFC next weekend. Uh, I know this because already because I did the care don't um, because uh, I did the care don't care. So I know that we have next week at all. So go do something useful with your time. I will still do a uh, show stomper. It'll probably be something deeply philosophical, like you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yes. It'll probably be something deeply philosophical like penis. <laughs> All right, right. Male heterosexual. But this week, in a few hours at 9.30, so about three hours from now on uh, OZY.com, the new sex column is out. And there's a question of uh, – actually a compelling philosophical question about how much homosexual sex can a heterosexual have before he's considered a homosexual? Interesting, because the claim that's being made is I had sex with 
I, I'm a gay man who had sex with with a heterosexual man. The claim is that, well, if he's heterosexual, if you had sex with a man and he's a heterosexual, he's not that heterosexual. So the argument ensued. Yeah. You see my take on it. Uh, so in about three hours, 930, OZY.com. I'll tweet it out. So you don't, if you don't feel like going to Ozzy, I'll tweet it out. But you got to follow me. Um, you got to follow follow me on at Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter. Mr. Sleep 3 <clears throat> on Instagram. Patreon.com. Slash the stomper. If you want to donate money, MMA punch holders. If you want this, the six round, vivisection, the other shows. Um, uh, Tuesday night, 720. Uh, we are gonna have uh if the shoes fit, followed by it or which has it if if I did it, followed by the if shoes fit. We got some more surprise guests this week. Because as you may know, may or may not know, uh, 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 Kid Nate has quit. Um, don't know why, don't know how, didn't ask. He's got deal, shit he's got to deal with, whatever, you, you know. It's like, you, you know, you know, and my methodology has been in the past, a girl says, that's it. We're breaking up. And, and, and you know you know what I, what I usually say? Uh, okay. How are you going to talk somebody out of dumping you? You can't, you know. So anyway, um, yes, get, get, give a thumbs up. Yeah, 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 MGTOW is helping me out. Thank you. Thank you. Give us a like. It helps. Yeah, he did, man. I'll tell you about it later. Um, get the, Subscribe to the channel. Later on, we'll have the JJB. I think I'm going to go to a movie now, so you have to be later on tonight. We'll do it tonight when I get back. Um, and uh, 720 Tuesday, followed by If the Shoes Fit. So we're going to have surprise guests coming up. Some of maybe, you know, some of maybe were in the chats with us. I don't know. Uh, but we got it coming up, and you should dig it Tuesday. Uh, Monday night, uh, the Care Don't Care comes out, and John Nash and Steph and I all do a great show. We get into off-topic topics, which are pretty cool. Steph does a good job of getting those. So anyway, uh, that's the end of the show. Uh, thanks for listening. Hey, buddy. Hey, Mr. Galinsky Steen. You don't show up. Hey, you don't know what happens. We got we got computer guys in there. We got computer guys in there that can simulate your presence. Don't need you. Don't need you. We simulated your presence with the old video and so forth. Anyway, that's the end of the show. We'll see you until next time, next week, next Sunday. Uh, tell your friends about it. Link it, like it, share it with the world. Until then, look what you made me do. <coughs> oh, God. I got to stop eating the cheese. <laughs> ah.